This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The Federal Reserve recently reiterated that its plans are to keep interest rates at or near zero until 2023 at the earliest because of the impact from the coronavirus. So what does this mean for longer term investment plans? Olivia Mitchell is executive director of the Pension Research Council, as well as a professor of business economics and public policy and professor of insurance and risk management at the Wharton School. And she joins us on the line right now. Olivia, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Same to you, sir. Thank you. So I guess the the narrative of the story in the last couple of weeks when you're talking about zero interest rates is really looking at the housing market, thinking about if you have lower interest rates, you can do the refinancing, you can do the new home purchase if you want. But when you're looking at your specific area, when you think about retirement, retirement savings, longer term investment, how do you see this potentially having an impact? Well, it's clear that low returns from the market are essentially a tax on retirees because in the good old days, people used to ladder their bonds and put a little bit of money in the market and try to live off those returns. This is not feasible any longer. And in fact, it's even worse because those low nominal returns are in many cases negative real or inflation corrected returns. So it's not surprising that retirees are getting worried. Uh, One possible response is to save less. In other words, if you're not rewarded for deferring your consumption as much, then why do it? So consume more today, like buying those houses. Uh, I would also predict that people would save less, especially in tax-qualified retirement plans because the tax qualified feature helps a lot if interest and returns on your money helps the asset base build up over time to a point where you're in a lower tax bracket. Well, those buildups are simply not happening the way that people had planned. How much then can you compare and contrast uh, what we're seeing now in what was a recession uh, and and still maybe to a degree, but but you know building out of it in comparison to what we saw over a decade ago. Well, the o eight o nine global financial crisis was obviously a bath of cold water for retirees, savers, pension funds, insurance companies, and so on. But there was some recovery, and the labor market didn't suffer as badly as it has during the COVID pandemic and for as long as it has. So um, this really changes people's perspective on retirement nowadays. If you used to think, well, I could work a little bit longer and uh, defer retirement, nowadays the question is, can you even find a job, Um, especially if you're an older worker? So this is uh, potentially leading people to claim their Social Security benefits earlier than in the past. We saw, and we've talked with you uh, numerous times about this, but obviously in the wake of 0809, we saw a lot of people putting off retirement uh, because they were trying to recoup some of the lost uh, lost uh, investment that they had. Is is this to the extent where we might see that again? Well, I would say that um, we certainly expect so. Up until now, we have still been Um, seeing people live on the stimulus money and the increased unemployment insurance benefits. But, of course, those have tapered off, and Congress has not yet been able to come in with a new COVID financing bill. So 
what I would say is people are going to, if they can, draw down some of their 401k or other assets to be able to delay claiming Social Security. Right. Now, we know that every year you delay claiming your Social Security, your eventual benefit goes up by 7 or 8%. That's a pretty good return in this market. Um, but on the other hand, if people don't have any retirement savings, they may have to go ahead and claim their benefits early, thereby experiencing a lower payout the rest of their lives. How much concern then in potentially doing that, and, and I'm thinking more maybe 10 years, 15 years out, do you also have to factor in the, the, the bigger issue around Social Security, which is still that insolvency issue which is out there? Well, it's absolutely true that Social Security has been projected to go insolvent. First, it was around the year 2034, then maybe 2033. I've seen estimates that suggest it's going to be by 2029 at this rate, since people aren't paying in the payroll taxes needed to keep the system afloat and potentially because people are claiming earlier. Um, So obviously, to my mind, the first and most important thing that needs to be done by policymakers is bring Social Security back into solvency. But let's add that pension funds and insurance companies have also been suffering from low returns. And so many of the state and municipal pension plans are probably not going to make it through this COVID crisis with any healthy amount of funding whatsoever. Moreover, Social Security and Medicare are also facing shortfalls due to the um, to the problems that we've been seeing. So, um, yeah, it's getting tough out there. So let me go back to the pension topic for a moment, if I can, Olivia, because we've seen various reporting and, you know, not that this is a new topic, but obviously the issues around various pension plans have been going on for years about these, you know, not being able to, you know, have the level of funding in a lot of them that, that, that is necessary. And that combined with potentially this seems like a little bit of like a one, two punch to a degree. It's exactly a perfect storm. The pension plans went into the 0809 global financial crisis not fully funded. They came out still in trouble. They continued to invest in risky assets, hoping to make it up in the great capital market lottery. And then when the pandemic hit, many of the pension funds lost 30 or 40 percent. On top of which, um, the the low returns that are forecasted to extend out into the future will make it very, very difficult for them to survive. Um, So uh, taking a position with riskier investments has not helped them through this pandemic. So let me go back to something I I, I think you said a little while ago. Do you believe that because of this pandemic, and, and maybe to a degree because of the fact that we still have that level of uncertainty you know, we're, we're not at a point yet where we have the, the vaccine that's going to lock us in and, and we aren't going to have to worry about this as much, but that we may see people kind of pare back on the amounts that they're putting into retirement accounts, at least in the short term, because they want to have more cash on hand? I think that the appeal of the tax qualified accounts is definitely lower in times of no returns, because, or very low returns, because basically the, uh, the advantage of socking your money away in a 401k plan is you can defer it till later when hopefully your taxes are lower. Yeah. But the, all that investment earning is not going to take place. So if people do save, they'll probably save less overall, and they will tend to save in 
um, other non-tax favored accounts like bank accounts, checking accounts, where, by the way, you know, you're lucky if you're making half a basis point, half a percentage point right. um, on in terms of uh, earnings. There is one thing that I think is potentially appealing, which is annuities. So annuities are um, insurance products which pay you an income in retirement. And even if the insurance investments aren't making a lot of money, there's still something like a 7% survival credit. So if you happen to buy an annuity and live a long time, then you will benefit by that survival credit from everybody else having passed away earlier. So annuities will become, I think, a more attractive product down down the road. That was going to be my next question to you, because as you laid that out, it seemed like that that's an option that maybe people want to at least look at and see if it is a path that they want to go. Yes. And the SECURE Act, which was passed by Congress at the end of 2019, made it possible for annuities to be included in 401k uh, accounts and 403b accounts. Right. Obviously, the COVID uh, epidemic has knocked us all sideways in terms of thinking of new programs, but there is now the legislative wherewithal to do it. And I hope that as we come out of the pandemic, many employers and plan sponsors will start to say, hey, this is really a good addition to our retirement plan offerings. So how much does the uncertainty of this virus right now, do you think, have the potential of having a larger impact right now then and then i guess to a degree going back a decade when you're talking about you know we we got through the crisis and and at least there was that that upturn that we started to come back from we've had this you know this cycle down uh in the last few months and we're still trying to figure out whether or not we're going to have a second wave we're going to have you know a huge uh layoff of of individuals as we continue on into 2021 well, I hate to remind you that economics is known as the dismal science. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I'm still very concerned whether we'll get a vaccine, will it be safe and effective, um, how will it be distributed. But the bigger and longer term question is, will markets recover and when? There was a really interesting NBER working paper that came out a couple months ago that examined market performance in the wake of the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. And to cut to the chase, it took 40 years before markets recovered. How much also, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but how much does what appears to be a significant impact on on small to medium-sized businesses have on a lot of these uh, these ideas of, uh, of future retirement savings? Well, a lot of um, older people, especially in the last uh, few years, have started talking about, well, I may have to retire, but I'd like to start a small business. And this is a pretty tough environment to start a new business in. It's always tough, but it's tougher now, obviously. There has, and we talked to you about this, I think, at the at really early on in the coronavirus, but the the idea of tapping into retirement savings during this during this virus that's really the last resort that that should be for a person correct i think most people um do see it correctly as the last resort that tapping into your 401k or 403b um has been permitted by congress under the cares act it has not been very widespread up until now because as i said the stimulus payments helped 
However, going into the fall and winter, I do worry that this is becoming um, more and more of an option if the labor market doesn't recover. And so people may end up uh, biting off their nose to spite their face. Yes, they'll get some cash, but what does it say about their retirement? Not much good. So there's a lot of uncertainty here, but from a lot of what you said, you have you have concerns and are very watchful on, on how all of this is going to play out in, in the weeks and months ahead. Absolutely. I don't think it's over. I don't think that the countries that have declared success are really out of the woods yet, and we need that vaccine, by golly. Olivia, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much for your time. Stay safe, and we will uh, catch up with you here in the in the near future. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Olivia Mitchell, Executive Director of the Pension Research Council, also Professor of Business Economics and Public Policy, and Professor of Insurance and Risk Management here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.